What's going on, everybody? My name is Stefan Coons, and I am the host of the Everyday Pursuit. Welcome. I'm really excited to do this episode because right now I'm recording it. What day is it? December 7th. Okay, first of all, my birthday's in two days. I'm going to be 32, so um, don't send me any gifts, though. Um, besides it being my birthday week, I'm trying to bulk right now. And a question I get around the winter time, especially like November and December, I think you know, people are eating Thanksgiving, people are eating Christmas dinner, they're going to these holiday parties, and they already know they're going to be eating extra calories. Why not put them to use, right? But the question I get the most, like probably from every guy, you know, well, two questions. Number one, how do I burn the most amount of body fat, which we'll cover slightly in this episode. And how do I bulk? Like, how do I properly bulk and how long is it going to actually take me to put on the size I want? So I don't know you listening to this, right? I don't know your body composition, your body fat, your size, your height, all that stuff, lifting experience, but I do know mine and some of my clients. So I'm going to start with an example. And I always think telling you stories helps you relate it to where you are in your fitness journey. So I'll give you a, a really quick background of, of my fitness journey. So I've been lifting for 15 or 16 years. Um, like I said, I'm about to be 32. I've probably been lifting since I was 15. So damn, I guess now like 17 years almost. Wow. It's a long time. Um, maybe even I started lifting when I was 14, but I know like I was in weight training class, taking it pretty serious at 15 years old. Uh, I was in a lot of different sports, wrestling, all that stuff. So we'll say uh, almost 17 years. Holy moly. So a long time. And what I've realized within that time, and, and I'm not even going to talk about like 15 to like 20, just because my body's still changing, going through, you know, puberty. And it's not really like I didn't fall into my like man body, quote unquote, until I was about 20. I was kind of a late bloomer um, as far as just having that like grown up physique. But let's talk about 20 until 32, which is the last 12 years. Um, in my 20s, I worked out honestly the same from weight training class from 15 to like 23. Okay. It's a long time. Uh, I was taught in weight training to do either four sets of eight or five by five. And that's just what I stuck to. I, I noticed the five by five, maybe like a little bit bulkier. And I always wanted to be cut and have abs and stuff. So I did four sets of eight on like all my lifts. I just thought that that was the optimal thing. I didn't know about hypertrophy, uh, which AKA muscle growth. I didn't know about like the science behind exercise, of course. They're just like taught me how to lift weights and to write some routines in high school. So I just basically kept doing the same thing. And just a little side note, I see this a lot with men that are in their like late 30s, sometimes their 40s. And they're like, yeah, I've just been doing the same thing since like the military. I've been out for 10 years or doing the same thing in high school. It's like eight years ago. And so I think the issue with that is like, you shouldn't obviously do the same routine forever. And um, if you stick to weight training that long, you'll also realize that like, oh crap, I haven't really made a lot of progress in 10 years. Um, and I see it all the time. And they're like, yeah, I go three, four days a week. And I'm like, you should be jacked if that's really what you're doing. And I want you guys to think about it like this. If you're doing the right thing, like an actual structured program, one year of progress on that is honestly about three or four years on going and winging it and guessing it. So if you're like, oh, I'm like, I kind of know what I'm doing. No, 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 no. There's not kind of knowing what you're doing. You either know what you're doing or you don't, or you like have a program or you don't. If you don't have a program, if you can't confidently say, yes, I'm following this because of this, then you need to get on that because 
you're burning the most finite resource, time. Okay? So that's the first thing. So I didn't make a lot of progress in my physique, to be completely honest with you, um, from like 15 to 20, probably from 20 to 25 when I was in the military, I did. And if you're thinking, oh, it's because he was in the military, dude, my squadron did not even have mandatory PT. Like I didn't do really anything physical in the military. I was an aircraft mechanic. So yes, I had a physical job, but like me getting jacked was me going to the gym on my free time. And I actually was almost bigger than I was right now to be hundred percent honest with you in the military. I was like height of, you know, mid twenties, height of testosterone. Uh, but one thing I didn't really work my lower body a lot. So when I look back at like my shirtless selfies, I'm like, but what did your legs look like, Stefan? And they weren't chicken legs, but they weren't, uh, quads like I have now. And I do think I have pretty good legs and definitely much, much stronger for sure. So my kind of journey is I, I never really bulked, to be honest with you. I just always wanted to like, I didn't know at the time, but like a body recomp. I just wanted to progressively get bigger. And if you don't know what body recomp is, it's basically where you take a certain person, let's say I'm 180 pounds and I have a dad bod. Well, within three years, however long it's going to take you to do a solid body recomp, three years later, I would still be 180 pounds, but I would look jacked and ripped. How do you do that? You recomposition the body, right? And honestly, for most men, this is what you're going to want to do versus a bulk or a cut only because if you already have fat to lose, you might say, well, let me do a cut first. And then after I've cut all the way down, I'll do a bulk. That sounds really nice in theory, but the problem is like cutting sucks. Just going to let you know that it sucks. Uh, it's not super fun. And depending if you're at like a, you know, a big calorie deficit or not, but I would always suggest like a decently large calorie deficit in the beginning, maybe five to 700 calories more towards 700. You'll just get to the goal faster. It's a little more brutal, but you'll get there faster. And so, uh, I digress on the cut. On the bulk side, a lot of men say that they're only going to eat like three to 400 calories more during a bulk, which is depending on your, uh, your weight, age and weight and height. Um, I'd say about 110% of your daily calories is like a lean bulk or, you know, kind of like a body recomposition. That being said, um, so let's say you're eating 2000 calories a day, the calories you'd be needing to eat are 2200, right? That's a 10% increase, I believe my math's right. So that's something to think about is like 200 calories over your maintenance is not a lot. <laughs> that's like one protein bar. Um, and you're like, well, I only need to eat one little bar different or one bowl of oatmeal extra. That's it on a bulk. Yes. And here's why when I first, when I did my like body recomp from 20 to 25, I literally didn't really track macros to be honest with you guys. I didn't, um, I kind of intuitively a, I was adding it in my head and one thing too, in the military, I was drinking a lot. So I didn't drink during the weekdays at all. I didn't even have a desire to, I'm a social drinker. So I'd go out on the weekends, but I was drinking almost every weekend. And that's a whole nother, I've talked about that in other podcasts about how that's just going to make you downward spiral with your progress and make you stagnant. I didn't realize what it was doing to me back then. But when you're bulking, you want to make sure that you're not at this like huge calorie surplus. And I thought... <laughs> So for like probably the first two years, I wanted, I wanted to gain size and I thought, wow, well, this is, you know, this is what I need to do is just be at like a little bit of a, a surplus. The problem is when you're not tracking your food, it's literally impossible to hit the exact same thing and then be in a 200 calorie surplus, unless you ate literally the same exact thing and the same portion sizes every day, which I kind of got pretty close, but I definitely wasn't on point. So of course 
probably the progress I made over two years, I could have made in like six months. So that kind of sucks looking back at it now. Then when I deployed to Afghanistan in 2014, towards like the, is it the beginning of 2014, February, um, I did like my biggest bulk. I think back then I was like 164. Right now I'm like 180, but I wanted to get to 185 and I did. And my deployment was only like four and a half months. It wasn't very long. And I sat a lot, um, a lot. And the food was decent, but it wasn't that great either. There's no... I couldn't have tracked calories if I wanted to. I had no idea what the dining facility was was serving. I kind of I knew about macros, I knew about that stuff, but I didn't have control like I would have at home. And I basically made sure I was getting protein in with supplements and my vitamins and all that stuff. But I did like a pretty what I would call a dirty bulk. Like I just ate as much as I could and lifted as much as I could. And I was actually extremely strong um, during that time. Maybe some of the like the strongest I've ever been, to be honest with you guys. But I look at a picture that I took. I don't know why I only took one when I was deployed. They, they told us, oh, no cameras, don't take any pictures. So I was trying to like be a good kid and not do that. But I took like one like selfie. Um, obviously, you could take pictures inside the dorm. But I took one selfie and I looked back and I'm like, damn, dude, you don't look that good. <laughs> and I didn't. I looked kind of big, but I looked soft. I didn't have any de definition and I like really didn't like how I looked. And I didn't care about strength back then really or performance um, although I kind of have like an athletic background, I just wanted to look good to be straight up with you guys. And so when I got back, I did a lot more research from like 2014, mid 2014. And I got out at the very end of 2015. So it was about a year and a half. And I'd say within that time, I actually like fell in closer to the physique that I wanted more than any time in my life. Um, I, did basically like an aggressive body recomp. And over that time, I actually ended up weighing, I think about like 170 ish, but I got out of the military at the end of 2015 with a pretty great physique. Um, so it took me a long, long, long time to bulk. Um, fast forward at the end of 2015, I cleaned up my diet. I stopped drinking. I got out of the military and like for six months, all I did was work out when I moved back, uh, back home. So why I'm telling you guys this is you're going to see like within that journey that I did and, and I'm letting you know that I did a lot of just like experimenting. I honestly didn't really know what I was doing. And by the way, in 2014, when I deployed, that's when I got my first like legit CPT. I was already training people in the military as a, a physical training leader since 2010, um, right? Like lifting weights, running, push-ups, sit-ups because I was a wrestler and you know, I already had like a really good base physical fitness. I was getting 100% on all my PT tests. So they just kind of like a told me to be a, uh, a PTL, a physical training leader. So anyways, fast forward, get out of the military. And this was actually the first time I was like, I'm going to track my food. I'm going to do a bulk. I'm going to put on size. I'm going to hit my legs. And it was like the biggest transformation in my body. It's actually kind of around the time I did my first photo shoot. I think it was like mid 2016. My legs grew several, several inches. Uh, I had more of the physique I wanted. I felt solid in the gym. I felt like I was getting bigger. I understood nutrition. And so the reason I'm letting you know this is because I don't want you guys to go through the same thing. I mean, think about how long. I started in 2000, what I say, lifting in 2000. Dang, that would have been like 2007, right? But I'll just go by my age. So I was 15 and I got out when I was 25. It's like 10 years, 10 years, a decade of like knowing some stuff for sure, but a lot of it was kind of guessing and I didn't really know like how to do a proper bulk. 
Now, that being said, that's a long backstory, but I kind of, I want you guys to, if you're listening to a lot of these episodes to know where I come from, because it's going to lead you into the next episodes. And you'll just see, right. That like, I went through all these kind of different things, not knowing what I was doing. All I knew is lift hard, eat a lot of protein. That's it. And a lot of men think they can do that. They're like, I go to the gym. I work out hard. I eat healthy. I'm doing air quotes right now because that means different to everybody. You don't even have to eat super healthy to get jacked and ripped. Just by the way, uh, like the quality of your food matters, but not as much as the quantity of the macronutrient. Like you could say, I eat all whole foods and super organic. Yeah. But if you're eating 80 grams of protein a day, you're not going to be jacked and ripped. Like it's just not going to happen. Um, like you can eat all the organic grass fed stuff you want. Congratulations. But if you're not eating the right portions, then you're still losing. Uh, and I didn't know that, right? Like I thought it was like the healthy food and I tried every diet, keto, paleo, um, whole 30, like everything while I was in the military, that was my biggest, those five years were my biggest like diet experimenting things. Um, and so I thought that's what I had to do is like these crash diets when I wanted to cut or there's a pool party coming up. I'll just cut out all carbs for two weeks. Uh, it was, it wasn't good. <laughs> and now I'm able to stay lean year around by implementing the strategies that like I kind of know. So here's the actual meat and potatoes of, of, of bulking. Number one, and I probably should have got through this beginning, but I wanted to kind of tell you the backstory. So number one, um, you want to ask yourself, like, how long are you willing to do a bulk for? And, and here's, here's what you need to know about a bulk. Number one, it's probably going to be a little uncomfortable for a couple of reasons. Um, it's going to be uncomfortable because if you're used to being like a little bit defined, you're probably going to look soft. And when you look soft, you automatically think you're letting yourself go. At least that's what I experienced. That's what a lot of my clients experience. Uh, experience. They're like, oh, I look in the gym. All right, sorry, I look in the mirror and I'm, uh, I just feel like I'm like falling. I'm making backwards progress. I go, okay, but are your, is the weight going up? Like is, is the weight going up in the gym? Yes, I'm lifting more weights. What about your volume? Yes, I'm doing more sets and reps. Do you feel stronger? Yes. And then obviously we do their body scan so I can show, bro, you are gaining maybe maybe a little bit of fat, but it's mostly muscle. You're on the right track. And so we have science to back it up. Most of you guys don't. So when you do a bulk, all you have is the scale, which is honestly a really bad tool um, just because it tells you one thing. It doesn't tell you your body fat and your muscle mass. It just tells you what's standing on the scale and how much it weighs. It doesn't tell you what it is. Um, and then you have your selfies, which honestly, when you're bulking, you're not going to look as good. So- Still take your pictures, still look at your progress, but just understand that like you're not going to probably feel as great when you're taking those pictures, but you're building something underneath the hood. You just can't see it yet. Um, so that brings me to the second point. You got to be or kind of tackling on the first point. You have to be comfortable being uncomfortable with like the way you look and feel. Um, and I say the way you feel, because if you're eating excess food, let's say you're not at 110% calories. Let's say you're at 130% right? So you're eating whatever, five, 600 calories over, you might need to take a digestive enzyme. You might feel really bloated and like, man, I'm just always full and feeling always full. It sounds like it'd be awesome, but it's not. You feel lethargic. Like I like feeling empty. Sometimes it feels good and like getting really hungry. And if you never get that like hungry feeling, it kind of sucks. It wears on you. I promise you. So you also have to understand that that's going to be your life. And honestly, the third thing is like your clothes are going to fit tighter. And when I do a bulk and I start taking creatine, I get substantially bigger and I don't wear things that are like super, super fitting that can't stretch. So I'm okay, but I have to understand that like, I'm going to gain a little bit of belly fat. Like it's going to happen. 
I'm going to look maybe better with a shirt on because I look a little bit bigger. But like, I also have to understand that when I look in the mirror and I look softer, that's not because I'm not working as hard. In fact, I might even be working harder in the gym. That's just part of the process. If you're doing an actual good bulk, you're going to gain a little bit of fat. You might say, well, Coach Stefan, can't you do a bulk and gain like no fat? I don't want to do that. I want to gain the least amount as fat as possible. Okay, then do a lean bulk. Be at 110% of your maintenance calories because it's a little increase. So the chance of you gaining any body fat is not very high. A second thing is you have to know your body. If you're like a really skinny dude that's always been skinny, it's hard to put on mass, you're going to want to do a more aggressive bulk. If you're like a guy that is like really hard time losing weight and you feel like you've always been a little chubby or pudgy, you're going to want to do a lean bulk. Part of the reason is for most people, anything above about 120% of your daily calories. So if it was 2000 calories, it'd be 400 extra calories really doesn't matter. Like it, you can only build so much muscle. So all anything above that 400, just in, this is just an example in this example would kind of, for the most part, and this is depending on your training and everything, your experience, your genetics, I get it. But for the most part, it's just going to go to excess fat. See, most men don't understand that. So what they do is they're like, I'm just going to dirty bulk, man. Give me the, give me the extra sandwich. I'll eat it. Give me that milkshake. And they're eating literally thousands of calories extra. And yeah, they're getting bigger. They're gaining muscle but they could have also not gained the fat. And think about it, like that fat has to be burned at some point if you want to be lean. So you're just making more work for yourself in the future. And that's why I don't ever really do aggressive bulks with my clients unless my clients say, dude, I need to get big as shit. I, I want to uh, perform really well, whatever. You know, like if they're not body composition conscious. So those are the top two things. And then once you've established that, I would say for most of you guys, if you're like within one to two years of experience, and you can write this down, this is just my, what my experience is this. If you're within like one or two years of, of experience in the gym, you're kind of like a newer lifter, your bulk could probably be like three months. Um, yes, you need to follow probably like a different routine in the gym. I would suggest it. Um, and your nutrition needs to change and your macros have to be adjusted to you. Uh, so you could do like almost mini bulks, three months. If you're like three to five years of experience, maybe you're looking at like five to six months. And then if you're like more experienced, like above five or six years, I would honestly suggest anything like six months or longer. And part of the reason is I've done bulks before. I'm just be straight up with you guys. Like I've done bulks for like two. I, I said I was going to do it for five months, two months in, two and a half months in. I'm like, oh, I'm looking kind of chubby. I, you know, I need to cut back and I go off the bulk. And I always end up reverting back to my weight, even if I do it smart. And this is why your body wants homeostasis. Your body wants to be at a certain weight. Okay. So because your body wants to be at a certain weight, if I'm normally sitting, like I normally sit at 175, I'm 5'10". All right. So I'm pretty average height and weight. Um, so if I'm 175 and 5'10", and I go look at, or, you know, I get up to 185, but I'm only there for two months. When I'm stopped, my body's like, no, I'm going to go back to where I've been for 10 years, right? Like it's, you know, you, you get how that is, right? Your body wants to go back to that. But if I can maintain 185 for like six or seven months, my body might say, this is our new homeostasis. This is our new set point. And I talk about that in previous episodes, like set point theory. And I 100% believe in this theory. Um, I've seen it with clients that lose weight and gain weight. Your new weight, whether you're cutting or bulking, the longer you're at that weight, the easier your body adapts to that weight. Our bodies are adaptive. 
So that's part of the reason too, is if your body's already super adaptive, two things, if you're an experienced lifter, okay? Well, I'll, I'll go from beginner and experience. If you're a beginner lifter, basically like anything you do that's extra stimulus, your body will adapt to. You have an advantage. Congratulations. You need to take that advantage. And because of that, you don't need to like do this super long bulk. Like you can probably make the progress in three to four months that I could in like eight months just because my body's not going to change a whole lot in the way it looks and performance wall. It's called law of diminishing returns. The longer you're doing something, the returns are just less unfortunately, because the body is adaptive, right? So if I've been lifting for almost 17 years and I try to do a two-month bulk, not if I'm not on steroids and stuff, not going to do very well, to be honest with you, because I might get like barely stronger. Uh, I might get a little bit bigger, but none of that is going to keep. I'm just telling you right now, like none of that's going to stay. Um, it's not long enough. And so for me to want, if I said, hey, Stefan, I want to build, you know, eight pounds of muscle, well, in 17 years of, of training experience, me to put on eight pounds of muscle is going to take me a very long time. Like, I'm just telling you right now, that's probably going to take me like 10 months or more of really systematic, aggressive putting on size of bulking. And I'm just straight up with you. Maybe some people have really good genetics to where they can put on a lot more than that. But like an average dude, and I would 100% say I have average genetics. If you don't believe me, go look at my last pictures. I mean, maybe, okay, maybe they're a little above average, but like I wasn't popped out of the womb with a six pack, jacked and ripped. Like if you look at my high school pictures, like I had like some muscle, but I wasn't toned. Uh, I didn't have any definition. Definitely didn't look how I looked right now. So the whole point is if you're, if you're new, you're going to make good adapt adaptations. If you're more experienced, it's not going to be like that. Like it will not be like that. So for me, this time doing a bulk, I have to be okay if I want to do a good one for feeling the way I feel and looking the way I look for months, months and months and months and months, actually most of the year. And that's always been hard for me mentally, right? It's been very hard. So um, what I want to, can I want this episode to go on forever, but what I want you guys to do is, is ask yourself, like how much weight do I want to gain? How much, uh, you know, that's your first question, right? And it doesn't have to be in one bulk. Okay, I see this go wrong all the time. This guy's like, yeah, I'm, you know, 5'8", I'm 160 pounds, I'm super skinny. And I'm like, okay, how much you want to be? He's like, 200. And he's like, so I want to do a bulk and gain 40 pounds. Bro, ain't nobody gaining 40 pounds in a bulk without getting fat, taking a ton of drugs. Like, it, it's very unhealthy. That's a lot of your body weight, like, percentage-wise. That is not good. Um, what I would suggest is, okay, you want to be 200? Let's, let's put that for like a two year goal. And within those two years, you can kind of do a bulk, do maintenance, do bulk, do maintenance. And this is the thing too, your body doing bulks is stressful to your body. It's like making it grow and you're killing it in the gym. It's very stressful. When you do a cut, it's stressful to your body. You're, you're starving it. You're taking calories away. It's burning your fat. Your body is in this stressed out state. So you got to understand you should not, should not go cut bulk, cut bulk, cut bulk. Within that time, you need to hit some maintenance phases so your body can just chill. And the thing too is if you want to make really good results, you need your body to be able to adapt to the stimulus. So that's why a lot of people that work out too much, they're not getting good results and they go, oh my God, as soon as I started resting more, I started getting good results. I actually took more days off the gym and I got stronger and I got more ripped. Yes, because your body needs time to get homeostasis, right? And the thing is, if you do a bulk, and then you go on to a maintenance phase for a little bit. 
Well, maintenance is less calories. So in theory, you might be losing some body fat, but it's not like a cut. Um, after a bulk though, you got to understand that your maintenance calories should in theory be higher because if you gain more muscle, your BMR, which is your basal metabolic rate, that's your metabolism is going to go up. That's the only reason probably you're doing a bulk. Like number one, you want to look better. You want more muscle on you. Fantastic. Number two, if you do a bulk, your calories go up, right? Because muscle tissue is very active and it's very expensive to maintain. So if I'm burning, my BMR is like 1800 calories. When I get done with the bulk, I hope it's like 1900 calories or 1950 or something. And then the cool thing too is this. Once you do the bulk, then you do a maintenance phase, let's just say for like six weeks, and then you start a cut. You now have 150 more calorie burning muscles in your engine, so to speak, to help you cut. And people don't understand that with the bulk. Like if you, if you half-ass a bulk, you're going to get half-ass results. If you do a bulk, right? Yes, you're going to gain a little bit of fat. Yes, whatever. But when you go to cut, now your engine, right, your muscle, instead of it burning 1,800 calories a day at rest, it's burning 1,950. And you might say, Stefan, that's not a lot. Okay, well, number one, I want you to times 150 times 365 and tell me how many calories that is. It's a lot. Okay, so that's how much. And then, and then that number, so 150 times 365, right? And then I want you to divide that by 3,500. And I wish I had my phone calculator with me because it's a lot. And, and that's how many pounds of fat extra you'd be burning in a year just from getting 150 calorie increase to your engine, so to speak. So that's why bulking is super effective. And, and <clears throat> that extra muscle, let's say it's two pounds of muscle or whatever. Anytime you're doing things, yard work, exercising, whatever, that muscle's there. You got to carry it around. So you're also not even just at rest, but you're also burning more calories doing an activity. If a dude sitting next to me right here and he's 220 pounds of muscle and we both go do the same activity, he's going to be more expensive calorie-wise, right? Like he's going to burn more calories because all that muscle is doing the work, right? Like, and he's having to carry it around and everything, which honestly would be like pretty inefficient for survival, but to look jack and ripped, perfect, right? Because the thing is, who doesn't want to burn the most amount of calories every day? I do because that means I can eat more and eat more yummy food and the things I want and have more dietary freedom. This is also the reason that I tell people, please, please, please prioritize exercise as your, as your primary thing versus dieting down to lose weight because dieting down to lose weight only really, I mean, there's one benefit is the fat loss. You're not actually getting stronger. You're not actually building muscle. Nothing's happening. So it's always better to increase your exercise to burn calories versus dropping the calories. And I, that's actually very opposite for what a lot of coaches say, but those coaches aren't thinking about the health benefits, the mental health benefits people get from working out. And so, yes, it's easier to do with nutrition. It's probably more sustainable to do with nutrition, but I, in my opinion, like it's going to give you more dietary freedom, increasing your exercise. The reason I even mention that is because when you're doing a bulk, you kind of have, you have several options, right? You can say, I'm going to lift, let's just say, I'm going to lift five days a week for 90 minutes, which is a lot of training. You could do that and you can eat a ton. Or you could say, I'm going to lift three days a week and for 90 minutes. And maybe, you know, you're not burning as many calories. So like you're not eating as much. I always think it's more beneficial to lift more and eat more, especially the longer you have been training. Your body needs a stimulus. Like I'll just be straight up with you. Me going in three days a week to the gym is not cutting it for me. Like I have to beat my body up a lot more than that. And you might say, well, depends on what you do in the gym. Sure. 
But trust me, I could go do, I've done all types of stuff, muscle splits, full body, all that kind of stuff. At this point in my journey, and I'm not like in the best shape in the world, okay? But I have to beat the living crap out of a muscle group to get it to grow. Specifically, my lower body, I train a lot. So I'm talking, I'll do my legs, um, five sets of 10, back squat, front squat, lunges, leg press, leg extensions, hamstring curls, like the whole nine yards. And yes, that's a lot of volume. But unless I get in tons of volume, I don't see growth. And I've tried a lot of different things. So the whole like, oh, get in two to three, you know, main exercises and one auxiliary exercise, and that's plenty or, you know, 10 or what is it like four to eight uh, sets of, of a muscle group per week. If you've been lifting for a long time, those rules, those general rules might not apply. I'm just being super honest with you. And there's other, other muscle groups on my body that are weak that I could do that with and they could totally grow, but there's also some that you're going to need to beat up a little bit more. Um, if you are lost on like, okay, so it makes sense what I need to do nutrition wise with the bulk coach. Like I, I do understand what you're saying. I want to do a bulk for six months. I want to gain 15 pounds, but like, what do I actually do? This episode would be extremely long if I went through every single detail. So I'm just going to tell you this. I would lift in the hypertrophy range, whether you're cutting or bulking, if you're carried about your physique, right? You don't need to do sets. Of, you don't need to do reps of like one or two or three. Um, I would stick like eight, eight to 12 repetitions, anywhere from three to five sets. That's general hypertrophy. Now I will say on a bulk, you're probably going to do a lot better job going like more sets and like mid-range reps. So my favorite set rep ratio ever is five sets of 10. I like it a lot. It's what I call like half German volume training because German volume is 10 sets of 10. And I love German volume training actually, um, but it is pretty taxing on your body. And I don't like only getting in a few lifts. I actually like doing like two or three main exercises and then like one or two auxiliary. So I like the combination. And when you do something like German volume training, you might do 10 sets of 10 on squats and pull-ups and then one other thing. So I don't like the limitation for exercises. I like to switch it up a little bit more, but five sets of 10 might be really good. And personally, I think muscle group grouping is better than like full bodies or a put like a upper lower or whatever. I think like hit one or two muscle groups. So for my, for me on a, on a bulk, I'm probably going to do a four day split. I'm going to have, um, a quad, uh, like a basically like a quads and calves. I'm gonna have like a push pull upper body, which I know I said that, but hitting your upper back for like an hour is you don't need to do that. So I do like a push pull, so like chest and upper back, uh, you know, biceps, triceps, obviously. And then I have like a, a hamstring, like posterior chain day. So, right, quads, uh, push pull upper body posterior chain. So like low back, hamstrings, glutes, all that. And then I have like a shoulders core and auxiliary because you could bust your shoulders out really terribly and in 30 minutes, like make them jello. Uh, and then your core doesn't really take a lot of work, especially if you've been doing big compound movements, you don't need a lot of like, like abs to have nice abs. So that's something really important. And then, um, I actually don't go on a seven day cycle, right? Because if I did that, that means I'm only hitting that muscle group or like a four day split. If I'm looking at like for seven days, so let's say I do Monday, Tuesday, I rest Wednesday, lift Thursday, Friday. A lot of my clients do that, which is fine. The problem is when you go in and hit uh, legs again on Monday or whatever, you're only hitting that every seven days versus what I like to do is I actually go uh, 
you know, quads, I'm trying to remember the order, quads, chest, triceps, rest, like let's say it's a Wednesday, and then I do auxiliary core um, and then posterior chain because they're both big lower body movements. I want to separate them. Okay, so they're big, both lower body movements. I separate them. Sorry, I'm trying to think at the same time. And then from there, um, I actually just have one more day of rest and then I start that cycle over again. So I, I have to look at my calendar, but basically it's not every seven days you're hitting that muscle group. It ends up being like every, I don't know, four, five, six days. Some days it lands on like five because you're only having that one day of rest in between. So it's basically like a two on, one off. That's the easiest way to say it. Um, and I like it because I'm actually taking one less rest day, right? I'm not taking Saturday and Sunday off. And yes, your rest day change every week. And it makes it hard for some people that don't have a lot of control of their schedule or they want weekends off. So I don't, I don't necessarily suggest this for everybody, but that's just, just telling you straight up, that is my go-to. And the reason is because I actually really want to get my muscle to failure. Like the biggest thing for growth is muscle failure. And that's why hypertrophy. Now you could fail at doing two reps. You could fail at doing 30 reps, but within that rep range that I mentioned before, um, that's where you're going to really fail. And I feel like when I'm doing, you know, five sets of 10, my muscles like really beat up. Um, and I have to focus on a muscle group. I know there are some coaches that have you do like two or three exercises. And in the beginning, that's totally fine. Just know that when you're bulking, you're going to have to add more volume. You should, in my opinion. Um, it's all depending on your, your training experience, like how many years you've been training, how much time you have in the gym, how, how good your recovery is. Cause that's something I didn't really cover in this episode, but that's huge for when you're bulking, um, how your nutrition is, which is part of your recovery. There's a lot of different things that play into it. So I'm sorry if this episode was all over the place. I'm trying to give you guys a construct of like breaking down my experience, right? To show you how long it took me, how long I've been lifting and what I'm having to do now. I try to break down the nutrition for you, uh, telling you, hey, you know, maybe start at 110% of your daily calories if you're going to be on a lean bulk, maybe like 130, 120 to 130 if you want to do like quote unquote dirty bulk and, and it's really aggressive. Um, kind of went over the nutrition and then the training aspect. Now, if after all this, you still can't put the pieces of the puzzle together, hit me up on social media. Let me help you. Now, <clears throat> I'm not saying that you have to... Um, you know, get on a program with us. I hope that you can even use some of this information for yourself. But I will say this, if you're serious about doing a good bulk, you either need to know what you are doing. Don't be like old Stefan. Don't do that. You need to know what you're doing um, or you'll probably give up or you'll get fat. Like those are the two things because what's going to happen is you won't have feedback from somebody like myself or another coach that knows what they're doing saying, no, no, you're good. You're on the right track. I promise. I would never lead you astray. You're good for you to be like, okay, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. You need that. If you don't have that and you're like, well, I don't care. I'm not going to check in with myself as much and I'll just kind of do it. You'll get fat. I promise. Like you'll get more fat than you need to get. And that's always bad because cutting is always harder than bulking for 90% of people always. Um, because bulking cool. You just lift more and you eat more. That's like what men, men like to do. Like I'm, that's awesome. But like telling me that I can't have food and having me like maybe up my cardio and cutting out some carbs, like that's not fun. So don't make the cut harder than it needs to be. Cutting and staying lean is already can be a challenge. So that's what I would tell you guys. Thank you. I know this episode was a little bit longer. Hopefully it is helpful. What I want to ask for you guys, and I should ask this in the beginning, I usually do, but if you could like, comment, subscribe, 
share this episode. That would be awesome. If you and your buddy are doing a bulk, maybe have him listen to this. And if you still are like super lost, go to Instagram. It's at pursuit underscore HP and hit me up, send me a DM. You can find me on Facebook. Um, I, I think the, the handles will be in here somewhere. I'll have my editor throw them in, but I really appreciate it guys. Uh, also one more thing, if you could leave a review, that would be awesome. If you're listening to this on Apple podcast or Spotify, I would greatly appreciate it. We spread by word of mouth. So yes, sharing on social media is key, but also leaving us a five-star review. If you feel like the episode was worth it, that would do me and the team a huge favor. So I really appreciate it. Hopefully this uh, episode was valuable and we'll talk to you next time. 